This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. On the outside. He's got it. Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes up a shot, and a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserved the championship title! They've been the best side throughout the campaign! Burnley have won the second tier! What a fantastic achievement! The players have been magnificent! Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast. A full-time short with me, Joe Remond, after Burnley's uh, depressing late draw against Luton Town last night, which all but condemns us to relegation, in my opinion. Even with a win, it probably would have been difficult, just with the gap that it is to the rest of the teams. But as you can see, we've got a full house here today. It's been a while since we've had a full house. I was away last week, Sam was away the week before, I think Neil was away the week before that one, so it's good to see everybody back. Neil, how you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm just uh, sitting back. I don't have to. I don't have control today, so there's no pressure. Uh, we are your guests. You're in control. <laughs> what I will say, Neil, is I did, I was impressed last week with the way that you put in like a little itinerary in the WhatsApp group, so Sam knew what you were talking about. I never do that, so you're more yeah. organised than I have ever been. So fair play. 
Fair just to keep me right, because otherwise I'd have just been baffled and lost. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And obviously at the bottom is there everyone's favourite Yorkshireman, Sam from Clarence Roundup. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I would, I would you know, better before <laughs> I watched the game last night, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, nice to see you two at least. Yeah, Aww. well, there is that. I had a good day yesterday, apart from the apart from the result. So, the, but the way that I saw it, it, I said it in the chat yesterday: is the football's done now, so you've got the rest of your weekend. Just enjoy it. You don't have to yeah. don't have to worry about it. I, Just enjoy your weekend. I hate I I do hate playing on Friday nights. But there is that aspect to it now. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit down and watch football all day. To be honest, I tell a lie. I've got to take my little boy to a party at about half four, five o'clock. But apart from that, after this, sitting in front of the telly, vegetating, going to be the same again tomorrow. And by then, I'll just completely forgotten how dreadful we are. But before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that the Turfcast Podcast Full Time Show is officially <laughs> sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance is a local car company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance in a deal tailored to suit you, and they can even settle any existing finance agreement, swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant partnership between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast Podcast to them, Turfcast Podcast, should I say, uh, they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley Football Club Shop on completion of your car finance deal so why not pop down to their stunning showroom in Warley or give them a call or even just send them an email or message on social media to start your new car adventure today lads uh just for a disclaimer everybody watching sam has a bit of a cough a chest infection he's feeling a little bit poorly sick so if he does mute himself or just toddle off that will be why there is lemsip in that christmas cup uh, so I've been told a lemsip or rum. Uh, so hopefully Sam is feeling better soon. So if Sam's microphone goes dead, he's probably having <laughs> a cough a bit like that, for example. Right. Um, and we have come to agreement that if he does start dying on screen, we will take him off. So we don't <laughs> have to actually watch him die on screen. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the sponsorship done. That's a, the Sam potentially dying disclaimer done. Um, right. What? I'm going to do here is obviously I always ask your thoughts on the game and then I just let you boys go off on a tangent and do whatever you want. Normally Sam that starts that, but we enjoy it. Obviously the main talking point is the traffic incident, right? It, it is. So yes, I'm going to ask you both your thoughts on the game. Let's leave out the traffic incident until the next bit. And then we'll go <clears> and, 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 and cause that will take probably 20, 25 minutes just, just to go for the crux of it. Um, personally looking on the balance of play, a draw, Probably the fair result. Uh, Luton were much better than us in the first half. Um, <clears> although it, it was it was bizarre because I do feel like we let them have the ball. Like as a, a lot's been said about how much possession Luton had, especially from Luton fans. But I feel like that was the game plan. I feel the game plan was to let them have the ball because they're not very good with the ball. They're better without the ball than they are with the ball, if that makes sense. So I think that was part of the game plan, um, which in a way worked because even though they were better than us in that first half they didn't create any clear-cut chances and other than the goal I can't really remember a chance that they had to be honest with you um there was a, a cross that came in at one point um for somebody um that was a little bit over hit but again that's part of the plan just letting them have it um <coughs> so it, it's 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 one of them um I do feel that was the game plan but I feel on the bounce of play a draw was um, a fair result. Second half, we we were better, but eventually went back into it and, and invited pressure too early by going five at the back in, what, the 70th minute? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, bizarre one. Sam, your thoughts, please, mate? How long have you got? Uh, <clears throat> not, 
honestly, mate, just not good, really, is it? Like, I mean, you know, we're a, we're a club that <clears throat> did so well in the championship last season. Um, came up, spent 110 million pound. The investment looks absolutely non-existent. Um, we've talked in recent weeks when performances have been better. That performance yesterday was so half-assed. Like there was we we what they did well was like you said they're better off out of possession. They didn't have to create because they knew yeah. that a piece would get them a goal or or something sloppy would get them a goal. Something sloppy got them a goal. We when we went forward, we looked good bar the final ball. We had so many opportunities to get that second goal, and we just we just rush it and there's no composure in this team at all like Zeki's finish was brilliant it was such a good goal and it's the only time when our midfield played the ball into Foster's feet and allowed yeah. to be able to turn and get it out wide that's yeah. the first time we did it every other time it was a loop ball over the top getting Foster to run onto it uh, the the team with Goodmanson in the nicest possible way to Johan. I love Johan. I absolutely love him. But that as soon as you put Johan in that team, that entire right hand side is a negative. You know, not no pace, no no, no run, no running at defenders. It, it's just it's so disappointing to see that you've got like Trezor, Zareri, Benson on the bench, and you, they don't even get Zareri and Benson don't even get on, regardless of their. Yeah situations they don't even get on the pitch Trezor gets 10 minutes and he looked shocking in that 10 minutes but at the same time 10 minutes is 10 minutes it's, it is it is exactly the same as what happened with Vidra back in the day Vidra if he started a game could pop up with a chance or two and he'd, and he'd be a little bit better getting 10 minutes in a game you've got to get used to the style of play you've got to get used to the game ease into the game Luton were on top for that entire 20 minutes when we went five at the back because we just yeah. invited pressure just invited pressure yeah and and we, we said it in the chat, didn't we? Like, you've got all these wingers on the bench and you bring Connor Robertson to go a five back against Luton who haven't threatened your goal when you've got four at the back. So as soon as we went five at the back, we got the ball forward in burst, tried to counter-attack football. And we we just missed that cutting edge. We missed that composure on the ball. Too many people get the ball and think, how quickly can I get rid of it? We play football. We play it to feet. We did it all last year. It just proves that this team is not good enough, not competent enough for this league. And we deserve to get relegated off performances like that because this season we are getting used to mediocrity by sitting there and 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 having uh, being too having too much pride, being too having too much pride about the club that we support. Yes, we support Burnley. This isn't good enough at all, not even slightly. This is one of the worst Burnley teams we've ever watched play football. It is absolutely terrible now. And how much longer are we all going to sit there and say, oh, but it's Burnley, it'll get better. This is shocking now. So right now, how can you be happy about anything? It's terrible. Fair enough, Sam. Harsh words, but fair enough, fair enough. I can't really disagree with, with, with a lot of it, to be fair. Um, it's, it's as as Neil said, in, in fact, Neil, I won't steal your thunder because you'll probably want to say it now about the season being a write-off and stuff. But 
<coughs> uh, I presume I presume you're right now, Neil. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So your your thoughts on the game, then, please, mate. And then we will get to the comments, guys. I will read some comments out soon. Um, so keep them coming in. But your thoughts on the on the game, please, Neil. I can't really disagree with anything Sam said there. I think we miss Sander Birds um, a lot because um, Cullen's just <coughs> is non-existent at this level. Well, none of them are yeah. really existent, but Cullen's so out of his depth at this level, which is is the biggest shot because he was that good last year. Um, but yeah, it's just to carry on with what you said there, I did say in the group chat that I'm, I'm annoyed now because I see there's loads of people saying, oh, we'll just go back down and come back up again. Well, I've said it before. What is the point of that? Um, there's no point exactly. in doing that. It's, if, you've got a, if you've got a project, if I've got a project, of, I'm going to build a house um, and I get the bottom floor done two months ahead of schedule, I'm not going to wait two months to do the rest of it. I'm going to bring it forward. Whereas this club just seems to have got ahead of schedule and then sitting down on it and just waiting for the next phase of the plan regardless and just move things forward. We're in the Premier League, so I'll give it a go. But the write-off comment that you sort of suggested there is, it feels like they're not asked this year. It's like, oh, let's give it a go, lads. We'll get you ready for the Premier League in three years instead of being ready now. Because um, all that's going to happen is we'll go down. The ones who are good enough we'll get rid of. So we'll get a whole new bunch of. And then they won't be ready for the Premier League. And this is just going to carry on and carry on and carry on. And eventually we'll become Norwich and eventually become Stoke, which is not, not what any of us wanted. Mm. Um, so I've sort of lost interest a bit now because I feel like ALK, company, everybody uh, is sort of like, they're not arsed season. It's we'll just write it off. We'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. What's the point? There's no point in it. We should have like come up and then built on that. Yes, it's ahead of schedule. So you bring the plan forward. You don't just stick to the plan regardless. It's, yeah, it's exactly. It's pointless. Yeah. I, I think I've, we've said it before, but there's too there's too too much focus on the on the profitability side of things mm-hmm. rather than the team. Like it's they've brought in a lot of youngsters, which is good. It's going to set us up for a long time. As as frustrating as Trafford's incident was yesterday, which we will get into in a minute, he's going to be sold probably for double what we paid for him, if not more than that. It's the same with Order Bears, the same with Coley Osho. Probably um What's he called? Jordan Bayer. I've not seen him for a while, so I forgot forgot his name. Even even you know Al Dakil. Uh, he wasn't great last night. He, he ended up being too yeah. central and left the lad left the lad a lot of space. Yeah. Um, but again, I I feel like there's too much focus on the youngsters, um, and that's when we were signing all these youngsters, especially Murich, not Murich, sorry, Trafford, who just played League One football for Bolton. I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh, good signing for the future. We'll we'll send him out on loan. And then and then and then he'll he'll make us millions. Um, but instead, we just we just threw him in at the deep end, and and that's why we was well not just Trafford, but that's that the youngsters. That's why we were so bad for so long. Like yes, we have started getting better, but yesterday was a step back. But I do feel like the performance. See for me, sorry, sorry mate. But for me, yesterday, like so we this is Luton who we played last year. So realistically, if we just played how we did last year, because we've had significantly more investment than they have. And I know we go on about the money and stuff, but we've spent far more than they have, so we should be still better than them. If we just played like we did last year, we should beat them. But again, it's on company. I don't know why he went far with the back when we're on top. Instead of going yeah, for the win, he was just happy to decisions. There's yeah. some decisions that I just look at from him as well that I just think, what are you doing? Why are you in? As Sam summed it up perfectly, and I couldn't have said it better myself. Like Luton hadn't threatened us with four at the back, so what's the point in going five at the back? You're just inviting pressure, and you're just yeah. playing into their hands. They're going to have more space in the middle because you're sitting off. Barker's going to get more joy. Mm-hmm. Then they're, 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 they're going to put more balls into the box, and eventually something's going to give, and that's what happened. And then he brings on Jack Cork after they after they scored. Yeah, exactly. After, what that that was the most. I think he'd already written the substitution down. Already told Jackie were coming on. Already told the fourth official. 
fourth official already tested the little lights on the board. Then they've scored. He's gone. Fuck it. You might as well go on. Still, you can't yeah, just be like, like no. Yeah, yeah. Change it but now. Like, then look at the substitutions yeah, but... of Trezor and Brun Larson, though. Like I was saying to my dad on the sixty-third minute, right. Get them on now because Odebear looks gassed, Foster looks gassed. They all look as well, yeah. absolutely knackered. Get some fresh legs on, ease them into the game easier. While Luton aren't threatening our goal whatsoever, like get them into the game while we're on top. Because just as the second half started, I thought we were on top. I thought we looked, yeah, better. we, 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 we were started the second much better than we started the yeah, first, yeah, we looked a lot better. And then that's what you should have done. You should have got your wide players on, and then once you've once you've got fresh legs on, then put. Why on earth did Brun Larson and Trezor get 10 minutes at the end of the game when you've watched Odebert absolutely gas out on the wing and he just tried to run past somebody? He's Foster absolutely ran his socks off yesterday and I still don't think he had a brilliant performance by any stretch. But then again, is that him or is that the fact that the one time the ball got played to him in the right way, which was to feet, he got it out to Odebert and we managed to score from it. Yeah, right. It goes back to that inflexibility, doesn't it? It's, it's yeah. what you just said there about, yeah, he's... Regardless of the goal, they still brought the subs on. It's like they've got a plan and they stick to it regardless at all aspects of this club. The, th the thing like, that annoys me about this game, which which really frustrates me, is regardless of the VAR decision, which we're going to get on to anyway, regardless of that, we absolutely categorically do not deserve to win that game. We're playing Luton Town in the nicest possible way. Yes, we got four points from them last season as well because we drew at home. Mm. and we got a, a penalty at their place and it might not have been a penalty, whatever. But we got four points against them as well. So technically, you could say it stayed the same. This is Luton Town. This is a, this is a team that came up through the playoffs about 25 points behind us last season. We got 103 points until, about, until we managed to lose three games in a row against some of the poorer teams in the division in the championship last season. We, we were going to break the points record. We won the league in record time. We had a fantastic team. We didn't buy any of our loan players. We haven't played any of the players that got us there this season. And now we're sat here with a team of £110 million profitable assets that we're going to either go down with and make money on. Do you I don't want to be that team. I know it sounds like, I know every football team is different and I know that you've got to have profitability. I don't want to be that team. I want to be the team that has a player for two or three years and if they are good and they do deserve a move, go for it. Like Benson at the start of this season, if Benson went to AC Milan after a season in the Championship or Dortmund, you'd sit there and you'd say, we bought him for four, we're selling him for 25, 30. He's going to a big club in European football. That makes sense. It does. Yeah. Buying Odebear for 13 million pounds and selling him for 18 or 20, which if we go down and somebody wants to take a punt on him, we'll have to sell him for that type of price. We can't hold out for £45 million in the Championship. Like, mm -hmm. there'll be clauses in certain players' contracts. If a big club comes in for you, you can go. So all, all, yeah. the, all this situation... And then you've got Benson's Zerubi going out on loan. So you're basically almost, in a sense, cutting ties with them, saying that you're not good enough in the Premier League. Why would they want to come back in the Championship and have another Championship season with us after we went into the Premier League and they got us there? And they're not even yeah. playing? It's all, all these things, all the things from last season to this season have gone from one of the most positive seasons I've ever seen to one of the most dysfunctional, discombobulated, negative seasons I've ever seen. And I cannot pinpoint exactly what it is, but it's just horrendous. We've gone from cloud nine to just honest faces every week and it's ridiculous. And that goes down to ownership, management, the players that we've brought in. It's everything. It, it honestly it baffles me, mate. It's shocking. At it's like I've said. It's it's like the season's a free hit. It's thought, oh, we're better yeah, than we should. Just give it, just give it a crack. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't <laughs> be like that. It should just be like we're in the prem, so let's make a go of it because it's it's really annoying. Um, yeah. But as as I said in the chat, um, 
three points yesterday. I don't think we would have deserved it, but it would have only delayed relegation by yeah, a exactly. We're down anyway, aren't we? So it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But five at the back at home, anyway, unless you're playing a big boy, you don't go five, five at the back at home. It's Yeah, I mean, like I said, Sam summed, Sam summed, that, up, summed that up perfectly. Luton hadn't threatened us with four at the back. Yeah. That's the bit. That's that. I was already annoyed about the five at the back, but that sentence from Sam has made me think, yeah, like they didn't even bother us at four. Why is he suddenly this? He's just shit himself. Um, has company right? We'll get on to the Trafford thing, but first, comments keep your comments coming in. CMD66 says gutted. Uh, Mark Rampley says fuming. Uh, Chester Claret says great result for the Premier League, keeps us and Luton in trouble. Always Claret, good to meet you yesterday, mate. Uh, he says VAR ridiculous, but we didn't really deserve the three points. Lost for words after last night. Inept officials, poor subs, gutless performance by certain players. But I did say I'd be happy with the draw. I bet you don't feel that way now, dear mate, uh, if you're still in the chat. It's Scott said, feel like it's probably done for us now. We didn't play well either. Don't think we have a style of play compared to last year. Luton looks strong in all aspects and much better on the ball this year. Morning, Simon. How are you doing, mate? Good to see you in the chat as well. Always a nice nice little treat. Uh, Alex, it looks like a Forest fan in the chat. Um, he says, VAR cheated you, boys. I just can't see where Burnley are going to pick up seven or eight wins needed in the next 17 games. Yep, us lot neither, mate. It's Scott says decision was poor, but on the bounce of play, Luton probably deserved something. Yep, I'd agree with that. AJ Claret says hoping to vent in here after last night. Uh, Mox EAS says thanks VAR, but to be honest, we should have played better in the first half. Um, Goodmanson scores that chance. It's a different game, isn't it, lads? Like it's yes, we weren't great in that first half, but we had another chance, which unfortunately fell to Goodmanson again. And he's fluffed his lines again. I mean, I know, Sam, you've already said you love him, but, you know, it's it's a negative selection. And I think that sums it up perfectly, that miss mm. as well there, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, without, you know, like I say, when it's when it's players like Johan and stuff like that, like, you don't want to give him stick, but, like, you have to. We've done it with Jay. Like, Jay's a, Jay's yeah. a cult hero with Burnley. Like, you know, and, and he's not good enough to play. Like, so my biggest gripe with Goodmanson is, yes, he's a technical player, but he shouldn't be playing for us in the Premier League now. Like, he just shouldn't. And like you say, that chance falls to Zeki, Foster, anybody else. That's back of the net. 100%. It falls to Goodmanson. He's fluffed his lines a couple of times this season, like the header the other week. And then this one, it's like, how many times are we going to keep going through the same stuff every single week? And, and like, to be fair, that lineup yesterday, I mean, I know we've got injuries and stuff, but that is horrendous. Like £110 million worth of investment. And we have a back four of Vitinho fullback. Ekdal, brilliant as well. He was unbelievable. Ekdal were class. I know yeah, that was played well as well. He's absolute, like, at the start of the season on paper, he was, I was so buzzing was horrendous. that time. He was horrendous. The guy the is the absolutely rubbish. He's rubbish. He's so... And the, and, the, and the moment that bring that backs that up, why on earth, when you lose the ball, do you then run back into Ekdal, who's about to clear it, and run into him, you doyle him, get out of the way. Like, he's <laughs> just a brain-dead defender. I just can't back it. And then it's, we're playing... It's frustrating with him, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the Aldakiel at left-back thing we'll get on to, but uh, that, that worked great. I, I, I would have personally had Roberts in there right back at maybe VT not left back and obviously the same too. But with O'Shea, again, he was better last night, but he has these moments. He still always has these moments where he's just 
not concentrating. He just loses concentration for like 20 seconds, does something ridiculous, either gives the ball away or, like you said, runs into somebody and then yeah, then and then, fuck, and then fucks like... up his performance. And, and I, do and think he was I really like want that. I really want to like him because on paper he was a perfect signing. He's a championship regular. He's the captain at 24. You know, he's 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 captain West Brom for not just one season, like two or three seasons. So there's yeah. a there's inevitable natural growth in his career. He deserved a Premier League move up from on merit. He's come to us and he's so out of his depth. And whether or not that's the fact that he's playing in inconsistent back fours, he's playing in one of the worst Burnley defences I've seen for a long time. I don't know whether or not it's being in front of a goalkeeper he doesn't trust. Regardless, because I actually think, like I say, I think Trafford's been brilliant the last couple of weeks. Um, but this this guy should not start another game until he's... Until he, until he, because clearly, if we're going off of the documentary, if you need 150 training sessions, he needs 300 because he has no idea what's going on. Like, <laughs> honestly, yep, fair enough. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Just as honestly, I've, I've, I've lost pretty much all of them, they've been far too fast to comment uh, today. Uh, Matthew Corbett says, Can't really blame anyone other than us. We should have killed the game when we could, then going five at the back. The whole match management was um, jolly poor. Um, Jacob Rogers says, I agree with that performance, but we had the better chances. We did. And that's that. I think that was part of the game plan. Just, just that's because we had Ekdal and O'Shea in there, which, you know, they wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the two centre backs that I'd start if everybody was fit. Um, but they did well with it, Ekdal and O'Shea. They did well with the balls into the box because they're the, probably the best two centre backs we have at heading. So I felt that they dealt with it quite well until, obviously, the last moment. Um, Fanatez says, the back four looked as good as we've had all season. That kind of backs up what I'm saying there with that. They did in the air, um, but then there was still some some incidents. Um, Paul Yates actually does say, Ekdal too slow for the PL. Uh, I thought he played well yesterday, Ekdal. There was a couple of moments where he was slow, but he recovered well. Um, and just going back to the JBG incident, always Claret says, why did JBG, JBG sorry, use his right foot? Um, for that chance, but Paul Yates does say JBG tracks back where others don't. That kind of backs up what Sam says to be fair about the, the negativity part of it because that's obviously the thought process that company's mm -hmm. having. He's probably thinking, well, he tracks back, so I'll put him in there rather than having another fair player in there. Right, let's get into it. Trafford incident. Um, it's split fans in a way, which I'm surprised at. Mm -hmm. I think the majority of Burnley fans think it's a foul. <laughs> but And get your comments coming in. Let me know now what you think about the the, 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 the their goal. Um, I won't go first on this one. I've put what I've I, I've put what I've said on Twitter already, but I'm kind of like half on the fence, but not. I'll get into it in a minute. I'll, I'll let you two fight this one out first, and I'll put my splinters. He's got splinters. <laughs> essentially, essentially, I am going. I'm just going to say what Harry. That's what I. That is my thought process there. What Harry's put. That that is me. I do think it is a foul, but I also think he needs to be stronger. Like. I'll go first then now because I've been accused of But what number one, it's a floated ball. It's so it's not the type of ball that you come for. Are you Nick Pope, number one? Right. Say I know it's harsh to come to compare these three, and I don't like it when people do it, but that goal does not go in. He doesn't even get a header if we have Nick Pope, Ben Me, and Jane Tarkovsky at the back. It just doesn't happen. Trafford wasn't strong enough. The two defenders weren't strong enough in that moment. Trafford He's made the wrong decision by coming out. I don't know why he's come out for that type of cross at that time when 
as we've mentioned already, Ekdal and O'Shea won everything in the air. I, I just don't understand why he's coming out there. And then if you are going to make that decision to come out, fair enough. But when you do, be stronger. Make sure you're going to get it. If you're going to make the decision, go and get it. But at the same time, it's a foul because he, he just steps across him and blocks his run. In no way, shape or form is he trying to play the ball. And that is part of, excuse me, part of the ruling that says it should be a foul. So I just think it's poor all round. It's poor decision from Trafford, poor execution from Trafford. The two defenders are just stood there watching him. Whoever, fucking Morris, whoever it was, scores. They're just watching him, probably because they've seen Trafford coming, so they've kind of stepped off. I don't know. Um, it was just poor all round and a poor decision from the referee as well. But are you telling me if Liverpool and Man United were playing on a Sunday at four o'clock and the whole world was watching that that would not be given. There's no chance. It would 100% be given. So it's poor from Trafford, poor from the rest, poor from VAR. It's just poor all round. That, that's that's my opinion on it. It is a foul, but Trafford, we, we shouldn't even be in that position because Trafford shouldn't have come for that ball, personally. And then if he is coming for it, stronger. Neil, your thoughts, please, mate. Yes, mate. So I will start by saying I thought Trafford did very well because I know that... Yeah, it, yeah, I won't put that out there. He, he played well again. He last was night, he really well, right? That, so that kind of really it seems to be one of these things where like you can criticize any player, but the minute you criticize Trafford, you get loads of people jumping on you. It's like he's untouchable somehow. So he's not yeah, he's not going fault. Young he is. I think it is, but that's also the problem of how young and, and small and it not commanding yeah, he is. Exactly that, yeah. So yeah. for me, um, I don't think it's a foul, and the reason I don't think it's a foul, the, the, the only thing about it, and I'm sure we'll get onto it in some, is, is it's the consistency of it. So I agree with you about Liverpool Man United. That would be a pen. I don't think it's a foul because a, we shouldn't, he shouldn't have any competent keeper who commands his area and he's big enough just takes everybody out there and grabs the ball anyway. But for me, I don't think it's a foul because he sort of comes out and he doesn't actually jump. So where you're saying Adebayo, whatever he's called, is it Adebayo? Yeah, Adebayo. Elijah Adebayo. Yeah. I think you say Adebayo, Adebayo instead of Adebayo. Adebayo. Yeah. He doesn't go for the ball, but neither does Trafford because he comes out and half-arsed decides to go for it, then thinks, oh, I'm getting fouled. So doesn't and backs out of it himself. And I think Trafford's looking to go down, looking to get the foul <coughs> because he knows he's not going to get the ball. Um, but having said that, it shouldn't be in that position anyway. And as I just say, a competent keeper just comes out and grabs it and takes everyone anyway. Um, yeah. That's not to say I don't think Trafford's competent. I just don't think he's in a position where he's physically strong enough or confident enough to be vocal enough to just bollock everyone to tell him to move um, yeah. because he has no command of that area. So... Adebayor's not looking to play the ball, but I don't think Trapp is looking to get it either. He's looking for a foul, and it was just a perfect storm of that too. The The thing I am annoyed with is it is a consist- the inconsistency of it. Um, it would be given for a bigger club, um, but I just think the game, we should have been 2-3 up by then anyway. So it should have been 3-1. But at the end of the day, um, I think I've said it a few times now, a, a win would have only delayed relegation by a week, so... It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, yep. But I, I personally don't think it was a foul. I think it was a coming together of two people who neither of them actually had any intention of getting the ball. But surely it should have been stopped before it got to that point where it could have been crossed anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Sam's been sitting back, observing, waiting for his moments, thinking about the, what the lads are saying. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring Sam in in a second um, because I do want to uh, quickly get um, the com- some comments back in. There's obviously one on screen there. 
Uh, Jamie Brown says, personally, I do not think it's a foul, but in modern football terms, it is, especially when you see the two goals Palace had ruled out against Liverpool for very soft fouls on Alisson. But Samuel Marsden said, clear foul. Does he attempt to play the ball? No. Does he step into Trafford? Yes. Does he impede him from jumping? Yes. Anything else may be true. But irrelevant if he's soft's not getting there. Fair enough. I, I, I do agree with all that. But at the same time, I do think it's relevant that he is soft and not getting there. Because it, it, if he just stays in his net, it's not even a debate. It's not even a debate. Sui says, if the ref gives a foul, they don't overturn. Refs are making dodgy decisions thinking, if I'm wrong, VAR will tell me. It, it, it is that. The ref's bottled it thinking to himself, VAR will look at it. And, the, and then the pressure is on them. And they're not in the stadiums. That's why we need to scrap VAR or that side of it. Because they just thinking to themselves, ah, oh, it's a big call this, I'll leave it to somebody else. And then they don't really overturn them sort of things. Jacob Rogers says it's a foul that is given 99% of the time. Um, JB Sports, Feg, the pig mother in the league for Luton to stay up. We get their own, done over by Luton fans, Stuart Atwell at Villa, then this blatant foul on Trafford. Pig mole should uh, go to hell for this. Bit strong, JB, bit strong. Um, but we're all emotional at the minute. Uh, Sui says, I don't think Trafford is big enough muscle-wise. Uh, he's only young, so still filling out. Pushed off the ball too easy like others. Yeah, Sam, I will come to you. But Neil, just a quick one. As president <coughs> of the Muirich fan club, does Muirich claim that if he comes for it? Yeah, but I also, I also think that he's organised enough that the defence wouldn't have allowed that cross in anyway. Because um, yeah. all, it all comes down to communication and organisation. And, uh, you know, a, yes, we should have been well clear of them by that point anyway until Vinny went far at the back, but it should have been dealt with before then. Um, so, yeah, I think Murich comes out and claims that. Murich is mental enough that he would have put himself on the line and just gone through everybody, um, which Trafford obviously didn't do because he backed out of it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, at least we don't have to deal with AR next season, says Jacob Rogers, and exactly that. We do, don't we? I'm sure it's coming in. Is it not coming oh, in? it's not, is it? Oh, fuck I'm sure it's coming in. Let me have a look. Um, Casey James says Muric sure we're a different team with him in the sticks it's so evident beyond boring at this point um, yeah Sam you've been observing you've been waiting your thoughts on the Trafford incidents no incident please away days are fantastic especially when you win the league at Ewood Park but there's still nothing quite like playing at home the same goals for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery you win Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <coughs> right. Um, so, while I agree that he shouldn't be there because he shouldn't. Because as the ball went in, I thought there's going to be something go on here because I don't know why he's come out for it. Yeah, it's, it was. It's bizarre. not even anywhere near where he should be. It's not even hit the penalty spot. It's it's hit 
it, it's literally in near the edge of the box that cross it is it, there's it's not even honestly I, I can't understand why he's come out when he's got four or oh, a five back now meant to be defending it um however the two biggest things in it is the first one is the rule is if you impede the goalkeeper it's a foul he impedes the goalkeeper regardless of yeah. the traffic runs into him and 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 also, if you think Trafford ran into him, honestly, go back. Trafford's edging closer because he's trying to find the leverage to jump. And all Adebayo does is run backwards. He's not looking to jump for the header. He's not looking to do anything other than just run backwards. It's a foul. The second thing is, the whole thing with VAR is this clear and obvious stuff, right? This The, the, the term clear and obvious, right, is the biggest load of, Poppycosh I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Clear and obvious. The sh- I, I say it every week about VAR. There's a rule. Have a rule. Look at the rule. And if it is in line with the rule, it's a foul. Don't have all this clear and obvious stuff to leave it up to other people's opinions. VAR is, is brought in to help referees with clear ruling. It's not there to have a referee look at a situation and make his decision from his opinion and then go to four other weirdos in, 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 in some room, nowhere near the stadium, use their opinions to decide whether or not it's a foul. Have a rule and just stick with it. That's a foul because he impedes the goalkeeper. It's not about whether or not it's, it's a soft foul or not. He, he impedes the goalkeeper without playing the ball he doesn't because he doesn't play the ball. He doesn't even jump for the header, so he's not bothered about winning the ball. He's just bothered about impeding Trafford. So regardless whether Trafford shouldn't be there anyway and is too small, and Murich would have claimed it, he's his only sole purpose in that move, Adebayo, is is to impede Trafford. Calton Morris manages to beat three other defenders to an header because they yeah, all that's there and, just, and yeah. just stare at the ball, thinking it's going to be a foul when you can't do that. The whole, like I said, the whole clear and obvious thing is absolutely ridiculous. It's We have rules in football, just like when the ball goes out the sideline, it's a throw-in. You don't look at it and go, is that a throw-in or is that a free kick? It's a throw-in. So it's it's the same thing. We've gone over it for the last five, six years with handballs. We've had it this year with the Sander Burge incident where it's a handball because it's touched him here. It's the sleeve line. If it's hit him there, it's not a handball. But you lot at Stockley Park turn around and go, well, I can't really see. It's not Liverpool, City, Chelsea and all that lot. We'll just say it's no goal because it doesn't really matter. Burnley don't make us any money. It's an absolute joke. VAR is rubbish. Standard refereeing is shocking. We've had six, seven points taken away from us from VAR this year. It's absolute dross. Bored of the league. We're, we're playing rubbish regardless, but the Premier League is an absolute... Honestly, it's horrendous to be in. Because you have decisions like this every single week, whether it's a red card, whether it's a whether it's a foul, whether it's a handball, whether it's anything. There's always something to talk about. Every weekend there's a new VAR controversy. And if there's that much controversy over it, just get away from it. Because clearly it's rubbish. It's absolutely terrible. So yeah, just, just, just to put this <laughs> comment on here from Desmore, banned from seeing... There's obviously some... You're rebelling, mate, for number one. I didn't ban <laughs> the guy for, for saying VAR was correct. I've said... 
I've said myself, I think it's a foul, but Trafford should be stronger. Let's he wasn't he was being a wind-up merchant, mate, and that's why he was banned. And if you continue, you will be as well. I'm not in the fucking mood for knobheads like you to be in fact, fuck it. I'm just gonna do it now anyway. Sorry, you mate. Um but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I agree with everything you're saying, Sam, to be honest. Um it's 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 a joke, it's it's are you telling me all these people that are, are just, just trying to be wind-up merchants and say VAR was correct? The only, the only, well, there's obviously Burnley fans that do think that it isn't a foul, but the majority of people at pundits and stuff like that all say it's a foul. And a lot like, of talk sport last night, they were just flabbergasted. Like, I think, I can't mm. remember what it was. Was it Carton Cole? It was just like, I can't believe they've not given that. Like, he's got no horse in this race. Why, why would he? It's... Thing it's, is, right? It's a pain uh, in the arse, is what it is. And Sam's spot on. VAR's <laughs> shit, refs are shit, wind up merchants. It is, right? Itself. When was the last time we spoke about a game and we were talking about a brilliant bit of play, a brilliant goal, a brilliant bit of skill? Never, not once this oh, season. It's man. always about it's oh, always about great. a ref or a VAR. However, I do think it's funny when Sky talks about all them get on it because they need VAR just as much as a as a, Anyone because they've got something to talk about. Then it's crazy. it's content for them. Exactly. So if there's a bad if there's a bad VAR decision goes against Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, they've got a week's worth, two weeks worth of content out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they love it. So if they take VAR away, Sky got well, they're gonna have to talk about good players again, and they don't want to do that. Um, but it's, that's the annoying thing this season is that there's not one game where you look at it and you and you're talking about oh, did you see Haaland there? Did you see De Bruyne? Well, there's not De Bruyne. He's not played, but you know what I mean. There's no one talking about what a pass that was or that bit of yeah, skill or that flick or. No one talks about Garnacho's over red kick. They're talking about a VAR, and it's yeah. it's annoying. It, it's, it's, meant to, it's, it's meant to be an entertaining league, and it's not. It's just it's we're talking it's, about a decision. It's funny because when they were brought VAR in, the argument was, "Oh, we're just talking about referees every single week, so this will get rid of that." But all we've done now is elevate it to the next step, and we just talk about VAR every week. So we've still we're got making that. referees. Uh, we're making referees famous. Always Clarence just put it there. That Mike Dean's got a section on Sky Sports. They've made a feature out of this, so they know that they're going to have something to talk about. Like yeah, ref exactly. watch. The refs just want to be famous now, and I think Sky's Sky and TNT, BT, whatever they're called, they're all feeding that. But my biggest thing is as well, though. Like you, you've made the point that I've made about football for so long now. Like, and it all, and I, it, it, it might sound like a rant, and I do apologise, but like, never apologise like, for a rant. Yeah, but everyone loves the Sam rant, mate. What, everyone loves the Sam for. rant. As John says, <laughs> go on, Sam. <laughs> so, obviously, we had the whole thing a couple of years ago with the, the the Super League, where they're talking about bringing all the best clubs in the world and putting them in into one little section where they can all just make money off of each other because that's what football's all about now. It's all about making money. Same with broadcasters. You've got situations now where I have to tune into BT and I have to listen to Robbie Savage tell me about football i've played better football standard than robbie savage has he's an awful footballer he's played for some terrible teams with a birmingham derby and blackburn right and he's sat there telling me what what decisions are, are correct honestly I, I, on, I it baffles me that we're sat in this world of football now where like neil says you don't have a ronaldinho taking six players on and, and having an absolute world it because if somebody does do that, it's trumped by a handball. That's it, somebody on the on the knee. And he hits them in the knee and they go, hang on, we've got a VAR with that. It's, oh, it's his knee. Give a, give an handball. It's a red card yeah. as well. Give a penalty. Because they're all just so incompetent. They have no idea what they're doing. The ruling is so inconsistent. It's all down to you decide what you think and we'll go with it. 
VAR is now there to protect referees because in that situation, he didn't give a foul, he gave a goal. So if you overturn that, it's not clear and obvious. So you don't want to out the referee and be like, you made a terrible decision by giving that goal. So VAR is going to overturn that goal to make you look like an idiot. It doesn't do that because that's not what it's for. It doesn't matter if it's Burnley getting the decision against them because Burnley make absolutely no money for the Premier League whatsoever. If, Like you say, if this is 4.30 on a Sunday and you're watching Manchester Derby and someone farts on that keeper, right? <laughs> <laughs> they give a foul and they'd be like, oh, no, leave it, it's a foul. And then, you know, you'd have Gary Neville and Carragher talking about it for 25 minutes and then they go on the overlap and bring it up again and all that stuff. Because all those clubs make loads of money and they make money for the Premier League. We are irrelevant to the Premier League. Football is ever-changing and it's changing for the negative because it's all about money. It, it, it doesn't cater to the little boys anymore. I'm, let's be fair, like we are small fish in a big pond right now. It is... Absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so bored of it all now. It's what are you doing? I did not mean to do that. I did not mean to do that. I'm trying. Right, get rid of that. Thank you, whoever's done that. I'm trying to bring a picture in. It's my ship now. I told you. I'm trying to bring a picture in. I listened on the podcast. Joe's just himself on the screen twice. And 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 it was the worst possible angle in the world. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 gloss over that. I'm trying to bring a picture in that I can't get it up on my uh, on the computer. Um, but yeah, cheers for that, Neil. But um, just just not to to ruin the point that you're making, Sam. VAR shit, and that's the problem. It's it, you, you summed it up perfectly where they just don't want everyone's laughing at me now. Jacob's laughing, Archie's laughing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a guy, but I'm just, I'm just a moron, lads. I'm just a moron, but um, that's the problem. Like the referees, and I said it earlier, they just think to themselves now, and this is what I said earlier, you've just expanded on the point, Sam. They just think it's a big decision. This, I don't want to be the one to make it, I don't be the one the one. To, to, to make this decision under, under pressure and have all these players around me kicking off, off at me for making that decision. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give that process to somebody else who mm. isn't here, who is away from the pressure, away from the cauldron, and who isn't going to get all all the... All the um, what, the, the negativity, <laughs> the negativity. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm not that old. I'm actually the second youngest here. Um, but you know what? Right, should... Come on, me. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't it shouldn't have brought me in straight on screen by the way i don't know why it did that i don't know why it put me straight on screen it should have put me in the green room thing unless one of you two lads has has, has stitched me up well, and brought me in. what uh, uh what you just what, said uh, there about about the refs not making decisions and stuff i know sam mentioned that the talk about on the overlap and stuff but roy came made that point a few weeks ago and then he said that refs now are, they're almost doubting themselves so they don't make a decision because mm-hmm. they think well I'm being watched and whatever I say is going to be looked at. So I think I'll just I'll let them decide. Um, yeah. And that's exactly what you just said. And that's, and Roy Keane said that, who, let's face it, he's never wrong, is he? Sometimes the way he says stuff is wrong, but he's never wrong. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, it, yeah, it, was, it is. The refs don't make decisions because they know it's ultimately, no one's talking about the ref. We're all saying that VAR got it wrong. Not that the yeah. ref bottled it and didn't make a decision. And that's what it, that's what it is now. VAR's a cop out for him. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, going back to the comment that JB said earlier about pig bowl can go to hell, and he said here, I said he was quite strong, uh, and he said here, like you say, I was strong, but pig bowl have cost us ten to twelve points this season. It's probably a bit much. Like, but how many points have they cost us? Two last night, probably didn't deserve a win. Forest, two against two against Forest, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what two, four, five. Is there any Could more? Have had a, a second penalty against West Ham? Yeah, Villa. 
Yeah, yeah. Villa. Villa. Villa's yeah. definite. That that's no way that's a pen. So it's probably, probably about <coughs> seven to be fair to John. And it's 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 and it's a lot. And it, and it obviously puts us in a much better position mm-hmm. with with them points. And it's 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 just it's just infuriating. Uh, best technology. Go- and I, I, this is the, this is my point. This is my point. It's not the technology, and I don't think it is the technology. Mm-hmm. It's the way it's being done, and it's the people that are using it. It's people hiding behind stuff. Like you saw that, like the stuff that came out about Mike Dean yesterday saying I didn't want to send my mate over to the screen. It's like it's pathetic. Send him over to yeah. get the decision right. It's not about your mate. It's, it's in rugby league. It's in rugby exactly. league, and you never, ever, ever watch a rugby league game and turn around and say, "Oh, the video referee's got that wrong," because they have. Tell you from Yorkshire. It's literally set in stone. Like the yeah. rules are literally written, and he just. I goes, agree with that side of it. Yeah, you literally go bang. That's not correct. Not given because the referees are trained correctly. I I think what we've done now is we've overcomplicated VAR over over its tenure, and now you've got to a point where everyone's scared to make a bad VAR decision. Referees don't have to make a decision because they've got VAR. And like Neil says, they know they've got it as a cop-out because as soon as they make a bad decision, VAR overturns it and they get saved. Or, um, you know, they, they, make a, they make a bad decision and VAR goes, ah, listen, he's, he's my friend. I don't want to I don't want to get him in trouble. So I'm exactly. just going to give it. And I just what think about VAR? it's just ridiculous. What about VAR last week? Because obviously... Uh... I had a few <laughs> scoops watching the time we had derby last week and there's no VAR in that and the game was so much better for it. And we yeah, were saying there mm-hmm. that VAR should be used just as a fallback. So it, sh- it should just be there. The ref should make the decision and VAR is there if he says, didn't see mm-hmm. that, can someone help me out? Literally, yeah. that's it. That, that Luke O'Neill otherwise, that Luke yeah, O'Neill otherwise, absolutely unbelievable, right? If yeah, VAR yeah. is there, he gets a red card. He gets a red card. Right. So it should just be that the ref says, uh, whatever the ref says goes, and the VAR is there if he says, didn't see that, lads, help us out, and literally mm-hmm. goes and sees it and then makes his own mind up. They don't tell him, they're just showing. That should but just I, be what it is. I also, I also think, in fairness as well to company, I think he got it wrong in the game, but his interview after the game, he got it absolutely spot on. Fair play to Luton. Their outfit's brilliant. They're a good side. They deserve to be where they are. You know, they stuck in the game and got their opportunity. And because of VAR and whatever, they've taken it and they've got to draw fair play to them. But whatever they're doing after that, I have no bad blood to Luton whatsoever. And he's also then said, but in the game, like, how on earth can we be sat here now having a conversation three, four, five, six years into VAR and it's still have issues how can you st- how can you still go into every season with issues with the, the ruling the ruling changes so then you have to relearn it in a new way and then you get it wrong so then they turn around and go oh well there's something wrong with that we need to change it again so then you get to the point where no one knows what the ruling is and then like i say you just keep coming back to the fans every single week saying it's not a clear and obvious error it's not a clear and obvious error like that doesn't even make sense. What what does clear and obvious mean? If it's wrong, it's wrong. Just because it's not yeah. clear and obvious to people doesn't mean that it's not wrong. It's, like it's if there's a handball and, hand and, equally, and he handballs it, it's a handball. It, just because it's well, clear and obvious doesn't mean it's not a it foul. Shouldn't take, it shouldn't take minutes to make a decision. You shouldn't have to draw <laughs> five different lines and different colours at different angles. You shouldn't get a calculator yeah. to work out. that no. it, It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. If, it's if you have to do all that, it's not clear and obvious, is it? Yeah, oh. as Jacob says there, VAR is good for offsides and that's it. And the reason why it's good for offsides and that's it, because as Sam said earlier, like in rugby league, that's the only decision where it is it is offside. There's no there's no grey area. There's no 
thought mm-hmm. process behind it. There's no like debate about it. It's not like some people last night will look <coughs> at that and think, oh, well, my interpretation of the rule is this. My interpretation of that rule is that. Offside's offside. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And you you two like NFL. I'm not really into it. But I believe when NFL brought all the, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when NFL brought this video technology in a long time ago now, they've rewrote some of the rules to make them black and white, to make these rules black and white. Yeah, all Mm. the ruling in the NFL has been gradually made better. Like, they've seen what the issues are season upon season. They've listened to what fans have said about the ruling. Like, there used to be the rule, um, like, they brought that rule in this time, haven't they, this season with 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 the free catch. Like if you catch it in a certain in a certain area, it's just it's just given as a free catch because from kickoffs people were getting absolutely creamed straight after they'd received the ball. So then yeah. then, then they created a safe place where if you catch the ball there, you just start from the twenty yard line because there were yeah. so many injuries coming over. So that's a positive move for it. They've, they've seen done it, it in um, evolved it. Like they've brought technology in in tennis in yeah. golf <laughs> in well. Every cricket, yeah. Every every other sport has brought technology in successfully. It's just football that has just got it massively wrong. I mean, again, um, again with cricket, uh, just just because that's examples on screen, and you did say it there. The rules are black and white again, and yeah. that, that's yeah. where, where, where this, this it works in situations and sports where the rule is black and white. But with mm-hmm. football, there's too many grey areas in the rules. But well, it's even in grey areas competition as well. Cricket's rules are the same in every competition. It might yeah, sweep. Yeah. In, in different types of games, you know, like there's differences in, in T20s and, and quickfire games and there is in a test match, but yeah. the rules are still fundamentally the same. We've got different rules for the Champions League than we do for international tournaments and we do for international yeah. friendlies than we do for Premier League. Like, what... what well, even then, they still don't get it right, do they? Because no. you look at tennis and tennis when the ball's out and they, and they appeal it because they, they're looking whether the ball's crossed the line or not. Even in football, they can't get that right because they argue over whether it's the shape of the ball or it's... Oh. Yeah, too Paul does say... They give the power as well in other sports, apologies, Joe, but they, they give the power to other people in it. It's not all about the referee in like in like a sport like the NFL. The, the, the coach gets a challenge flag. Same in cricket. You can challenge a play. It opens it up to if you really think that you've been wrong done by you get the chance to reappeal the yeah. appeal and get them to relook at it. Because in that situation last night, it, it took about a minute and a half for them to look at it and go, that's not a foul. In that sense, company could literally go, and I know it wouldn't work in football, I know it wouldn't, but if you literally just you know grab, grab a little flag and throw it on the pitch and say, please just look at it again, just watch it back, different angles, watch it back again. You'll see Trafford doesn't even get into the motion of jumping because he's about to do it, sees Adebayo coming to him and thinks, if I jump, he's going to hurt me here because he's just he's just running back into me. So he jumps up to try and catch the ball and then he kind of like, it just stops and goes. And then as he runs into him, he literally just goes bang straight into his chest. If It goes down what looks, you know, it got looks like ever so slightly um soft from Trafford, but it's a he's not played the ball, it's just it's just impeding impeding the goalkeeper. And that's you know what, what it is, man. In other sports, I couldn't tell you the name <laughs> of one referee or official, and yet in football, we all know who they are. And that's that's the fundamental problem. <laughs> we all know who they are, they're all they're all famous. Mm-hmm. They all want to be like well known in the game, as well known as the players and the managers. Whereas in other games, they just we don't know who they are because they just get on with the jobs and they do it. Um, yeah, it needs it needs it needs a rebuild. 
Vizzy's in the chat. Good to see you, mate. Fan reaction has been sent in by Vizzy, everybody. It will be up soon. Um, I think it's actually might be up now uh, as unlisted, but I wanted to get this done first. Uh, thank you to Isaac for doing the edits for me. Uh, but he says, I'm bored of talking about officials. This isn't football and it's being taken over by narcissists. We kind of said something similar, didn't we, there, boys? But he goes on to say, I want to talk about football. I want to talk about how good Foster was. I want to talk about how I felt O'Shea and Ekdal were great, but I'm bored and I'm bored of talking of the officials and this disease. Exactly, mate. We don't That's talk what about we said earlier, anymore. didn't we? Yeah. We, just don't, talk, we just don't talk about that anymore because, well, we're always focused on these <laughs> fucking VAR decisions and these it's shit like, officials. It's like we say, though, like, like Neil made the point about Garnacho's bicycle kick, like, that's such a good bicycle kick. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, he's had to move back to win the... He's got it over his head. It's literally looped the keeper and gone right into the other corner. That is such a difficult technique. And it's almost like that's just been lost in translation because over the weeks, it's like, there's a poor VAR decision. There's this, there's that. The season's doing this. Oh, look, City have dropped points and all this type of stuff because of this and because of that. And they've played a big... Whatever. And then no one even... looked. That goal doesn't even pop up anywhere anymore. That's that's exactly. the goal of the season contender and it barely gets talked about because you you can't look at the skill and the execution that people do in this game because it's taken over by money grabbing weird corporations that only care about making money for themselves we talked about it before with the whole three o'clock thing we're the only country in the world that can't watch every game from its own country it's mm. because they make us spend 90 quid on three different streaming channels to watch different games of football. If you don't have TNT, you can't watch the Burnley game last night, but you spent 40 quid trying to get Sky Sports. It's ridiculous. The whole, all, the whole football system is just ruined by money-grabbing people who don't care about the average fan and clubs like Burnley. They just care about clubs like City that can make 300 £736 million profits and record profits because they can give more money to the Premier League. It is boring now. And when we go back to the Championship, as long as VAR is not there, we'll have another fun season because it's fun. Because it's a competitive league of people putting decent tackles in and scoring a goal and not having to worry, oh, is that going to get overturned? Is that an ambolic box? And are we going to look at it for 25 minutes? Like, Honestly, I was just thinking there last season on here. I don't think we <laughs> once had an episode where we were talking about a ref's decision. I think we were we talking about, about players and goals and refereeing yeah. because refs were poor in the championship. Yeah, yeah. But you can talk about it because you can be like, that wasn't a good decision, but the decision was made straight away. So we can talk about a decision. We're not talking about yeah. a decision that led to an opposite version of, the, of a decision. Like he put his hand up and it's a clear hand ball, but VAR didn't give it. So then you're talking yeah. about what could have been. And what should have been instead of what was given. Whereas in the championship, a goal went in and you could celebrate. A penalty yeah. got given and you could celebrate. That's what e was good about it. Even when we scored last night, and which, <laughs> by the way, there's a Luton fan in the chat, and I'm not going to bash uh, the Luton page that I that I um, linked up with at the start, the, the We Are Luton Town lads, because they're all great lads. Ollie's great, Mark's great, and some of the other lads are great on mm. there. But even the goal that we scored last night... I didn't celebrate that much. The guy sat next to me, apologies, mate, if you do watch this, I can't remember your name, but the guy sat next to me did say, I don't think he's going to give this. I think I think Goodmanson might be offside because Goodmanson were kind of in the way of the goalkeeper yeah, there, wasn't yeah. there? And so we didn't really celebrate. And then we just sort of like went, oh, is he going to give it? There were no official check on the screens. And then the ball just went to the ball. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll score sort of thing. And that kind of ruins it. But the reason why I mentioned the We Are Luton Town thing is because they... We're going mental at that point. Oh, this is a foul. This is a blatant foul. Look, he's in the way. He's in the way. He's in the way. And then as soon as there's one where it's definitely a foul on ours, they're like, no, it's just, just good play. It's just good play. And that's the problem. This is the problem. I 
a lot of football fans will just will just put their glasses on and mm. they won't criticize. And this is what I, I respect about Mark Goldbridge. And I know I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he just calls out officials all the time, no matter whether it's anti-United decision or a pro-United decision. If the officials have got it wrong and he feels they've got it wrong, he'll say it. But fans don't, and fans need to unite on this and all tell the fucking VAR and the and the PGMOL or whatever it's called that they are shit and not fit for purpose. There is no point bringing in VAR for great decisions like this and then having referees hide behind it. Because I know Paul did say earlier in the chat, well, if you know, if, if there wasn't no VAR, it would still get given uh, because there it is. He says, if VAR is only for offside, the Luton goal stands as the ref gave it. Like, yes, he did. But I feel like the ref's given it because he knows, as we've said earlier a couple of times, he's just hiding behind the VAR. He said, this is not for me. Let VAR sort it. Whereas mm-hmm. if VAR wasn't there, I don't think he does that. I think he, I just think he gives a foul personally. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we're, what we're in now is a position where, like, you actually, you just genuinely can't win. In fairness, like, you know, yes, fair enough. But like I say, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather have that. I feel like I'd rather have a referee just get a decision wrong and then spend ages talking about how bad the refereeing decision is, then having a ref give a poor decision, then somebody else backing that poor decision up. Because that's yeah. just like, that's just, that just adds insult to injury. Like, that's just more annoying. Like, and on the balance of play, you know, we can go back to the performance. I don't think on merit we deserve to win the game anyway. I still think we were, you know, we squandered possession. We didn't have, um, yeah, we didn't have a lot that. of composure on the ball. We had a lot of opportunities where we got forward and um, where we got forward and couldn't make it stick. We had a lot of times when we were, we were doubled up on them. You know, we were four against three, four against, uh, you know, five against three, five against four. And we just couldn't get that ball out from under his feet and pick the right pass. But at the same time, like, if you're not getting helped by the officials that are there to officiate the game, then you just, you're just in for a recipe for disaster because there's, there's no, you can do as a fan, like, you know, I, and it sounds horrendous, but I'm I'm so, like, even after the game last night, like, uh, even before it, I'm still more looking forward to the NFL playoffs tonight because at least in that sport, it's going to be, it's going to be fair. You're going to, I mean, there is bad decisions in it, but at least they just make them and then you can talk about it the next day. At least you don't have some guy upstairs reviewing it and reviewing it and reviewing it for 27 minutes to come back to the worst decision in the world. Like unless you throw a challenge flag on as a as a coach, you don't be, you don't always get the chance to go back to that review. So, like I say, mate, we, we, football's gone in a weird way over the last couple of years. It's and and it's become it's come to the forefront as this corporate view on football. And like I say, it's it's all to do with money. And the older I've got from watching football, the more you see you don't see our nines anymore. You don't see a player that can run through and beat nine players and tap yeah. the ball in back at net and score 136 fantastic goals over and over again and hit the ball from outside box. The, the only player really in the Premier League that does that is De Bruyne. And he's he's a special, special player. Everybody else is just like, he's like a robot on the pitch. And then you score a goal and you can't celebrate because it's got to go to VAR. And it, and like I say, just honestly, mate, just absolutely bores the life out of me. Ball's life out of me. And that comment there as well. I have Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage trying to tell me about football. Honestly, yeah. I've got, J- I've got more J- fun J- I- big toe. 
I'll, I'll, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'll put it on the screen for JB because he has put the same comment in the chat three times. Um, I, I did see it the first time, JB, mate. Um, but I didn't want to go too hard on it because I'm just, I'm just like Sam, mate. I'm just fed up of talking about it now. But um, yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's it, most people think it's a foul uh, and it is what it is. But we've spent, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that we've spent a long time on that, about 40 minutes on that yeah, one man. decision, yeah. which is why I, I, I waited. But I'm going to bring something in that I tried to bring in when I embarrassed myself by putting an <laughs> under, undershot point of view, uh, is this picture. And it is the rules of football. Uh, impeding the progress of an opponent without contact. Uh, impeding the progress of an opponent means moving into the opponent's path to obstruct, block, slow down, or force a change in the direction when the ball is not within play distance of either player. By that, it's a foul, right? Exactly. That's the Neil, written rule. Black Neil, and white. They're both running. They're both Still running. No. Fair enough. It's black, um, it's black and white. Like, Trapper's not impeding Adebayo because Adebayo's not playing the ball. No, but Trapper's I don't think he's going to play the ball. Trapper's not running for the ball. Yeah, but if... No, so, if, right, so if the ball... <laughs> right, the ball's going that direction, right, and I'm running for the ball and you run across me to make me slow down, right, and then you run to the ball... The ball. Are you, are, no, hang on, hang on. Hang <laughs> on. Are you, are you, are you, are you in the wrong or am I in the wrong for Me? running a straight line or are you in the wrong for running across my path? No, I'm in the wrong for running your path, but that's not what happened. So what happened what yesterday, the ball's coming in. What? It's not happened. The ball's coming in, they're both running that way. So they're both, they're not even, they're, the ball's coming that way, they're both going towards each other. like this. <laughs> <laughs> you turn your I'm back on me, I'm looking at man. you, man. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> that you chair that just coming towards me, then. That chair <laughs> just <laughs> coming. I'm like, what's he doing? That's what Trafford saw. So Trafford, so Trafford goes like this, and and, and Trafford's all listening is that. Stop going for the ball. That's that's beating the the, the the goalkeeper. Oh. Right. And and the thing is as well, he's not even the one who scored the goal. So he can't have been playing the ball because the ball went nowhere near him. Sorry, and man. <laughs> For those who can't see that, basically <laughs> Sam demoed with his chair, so I've just got a massive chair coming towards me oh. and I don't know how to respond. Uh, yeah, well, uh, at least the main talking <laughs> point of the show now will be Sam's chair and not my nostrils. Yeah. Um, so I do appreciate yeah. that one. Obviously, lads, we're already <laughs> over an hour, but we, you know, there's so much we need to talk about. So we'll probably have to skip most of it. Um, but there's still a couple of things I do want to talk about. We'll try not dwell on them too much. Um, man of the match shouts, Neil. Echo. Yeah, Echo. Yeah. He was. I was going to say Echo. Full house. Get your comments in, man of the match. Uh, but yeah, for me, especially especially to say that it's been thrown in there at the last minute in the biggest mm. game of the season so far, I do think it was a perfect game for him because he's good in the air and that's where mm. their main threat is. Um, again, a little bit weak at, at the time of the goal. He wasn't the only one, though, uh, but he was comfortable on the ball. A little bit slow in moments, but recovered well because he because he reads the game very well and very yeah, good in the air. Very good in the air. There were, there were no O'Shea moments from him, put it that way. And mm. even though I feel O'Shea in that, because I do feel O'Shea is getting better and I do feel he played well last night, just as Sam said earlier, he just has too many stupid moments mm-hmm. where he just loses concentration. You reckon that's a fair assessment on um, Ekdal? As, I, honestly, yeah. I, just think he's, I just think he's so good. Like you say, he's an intelligent defender, so he knows he doesn't have the pace. So he gets in the right position first. He, you very rarely see Ekdal get, um, you very rarely see Ekdal get 
wrong side of his man, not win a header, you know, turn the wrong way. The only time I saw Ekdal under any pressure was the time Al Dakil passed him the ball about two yards away. And, and he passed it like he blew on it. Like, you know, like, and, and that was the only time I saw him under any pressure all night. I, I honestly just think he had a flawless performance. He's one of the only players that can hold his head up and say, I had nothing to do with that. Ekdal's played at a good international level and you can tell. You can tell he plays at yeah. a strong international level. Yeah, yeah. It really does show. Consistent international, European football, very, very good defender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't disagree. Um, this is another comment. I do want to, <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about this next. Mike Trezor getting a lot of stick. Um, I do feel Burnley fans, he, he is the scapegoat at the minute. I do mm-hmm. feel that he is the scapegoat at the minute. He wasn't great last night. I will say that. Yeah, he but he's also been that. brought on for 10 minutes in a team that's sitting back. There's some stuff where I just think, what, what's that decision there? Like, why have you done that there? But he, he, he wasn't the reason we lost that last, last night. Yeah. Like, it, it was Trafford's decision-making and other factors, JBG's finishing, company's decision-making, but yet everybody's just focused on Trezor. He did touch the ball because I remember him giving it away a couple of times. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. great, but I don't, he, I, don't, I don't see why he's a scapegoat. I honestly don't. Come down in 10 minutes. No, especially in a team, especially in a, if we're pushing for a goal, if we were pushing for the equaliser, he might have been able to do something in 10 minutes because we'd have been pushing, but we're sitting back. I think it's the wrong decision to actually bring him on in that kind of in, game. They said it in commentary, though, didn't they? Like, they literally, they literally said it in commentary. Like, every Burnley player is in the Burnley half, every single yeah. one. And that, that's they not Mike Trezor's game. So, it's but not they were his, saying that from the 75th minute. They were saying exactly. from the 75th minute. All the and, that, the and that's on company going at five at the back and telling him to sit back. That's not on Trezor, but we're not Absolutely. allowed to criticize company, we're not allowed to criticize JBG, not allowed to criticize Trafford. But yet, Trezor gets the shit all the time, and I feel sorry for him because that's we probably won't see him here for much longer now. Is if no. we go down, I can't see him staying, and it's just it, 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 the only way back on him. That's what no, I was saying the, earlier, mate. The only way that it's, he can turn it round, the feeling now, is if he goes on an amazing run, scores 15 goals, and keeps us up. But that's just not going to play. You've, yeah. you've got to play longer exactly. than ten minutes to do that. That's the yeah. hard thing. He had three. He had three games, didn't he? Or, or two two games in a row where he started the game, and I actually and then got dropped the against Villa. Yeah, no, but then yeah. in, in the Liverpool game, he played well in them. But in the Liverpool game, like I thought, it was really good. I thought it was his best performance was in the Liverpool game, like where he was bringing the ball down and turning people and putting the ball into decent areas. Like, what are you going to get in ten minutes? It's like, we, and, and like I say, we sound like a broken record because we've had the conversation before, but we had the same with Vidra, like. Vidra, if he'd have started a game, showed over like a six-month spell where we had no strikers that he could score goals, it could affect the game. And, and my main strike force back in the day was Vidra and Wood. I thought it was a great strike force. And I think it really, really worked. I like, I, and I, I've always, because of the Sandbox and Danny Ings and all that stuff and Andre Graham Vokes, like, I've always liked a big striker who can knock it down to a fast player. Like, I just think it's brilliant. What we now have with Chesar is like he gets 10 minutes, doesn't play well because he can't get up to the pace of the game. Then everyone goes, He's not good enough. See, I told you. It's like, not really, because Josh Brownell has been getting stick from everybody. And there's more warranted stick on Brownell because he plays 90 minutes every game. Like, so you see more of him to be able to give him stick for. Like, you know, I just think it's madness, mate. But shame for him. But then you've got, like I say, Benson and Zerari just sat on bench. Like, basically with the bags packed, ready to leave now. And fair play yeah. to him. I'd go as well. He's not been treated fairly in the slightest. Yep, fair enough. And obviously, something else I do want to mention is... 
New signing, David Fafan, has been announced. Sorry, Sam, it, it, it seems to have cut you off. Um, and me and Neil are still here. I do, mate. How's it going? Good, good, good. You can't, near, you, you're, you're miles. I, I, I could actually see Sam at the bottom of the screen trying to get on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, David Fafana, David Fafana, however you pronounce it. Um, new signing comes in, joins from Chelsea on loan for six months. Uh, <laughs> I already feel sorry for him, <laughs> even though he's not played a game for us, because he's coming to a side that he's, he's going to go down. And there's going to be all this negativity around for the rest of the season. And then he's going to leave. I mean, he might not be that arsed about the negativity if he's just here for six months and leaves. So maybe he's not. I don't think he's bothered. that bothered anyway. He's only, he got two goals in 17 games for Union Berlin. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. Your yeah. thoughts on the your thoughts on it? Because um, obviously his stats at Berlin are underwhelming. But Nathan Tellers, Nathan... I mean, there is that as well. Your thoughts on it then, mate? You'd rather see Oberfemi get a chance? We've, we've got him. Yeah. players. It's the recruitment. It's the recruitment again, and it? it's like what is. I don't actually know what the point of him is. No, like, we've, we've got Obafemi. If you play him now and Foster does leave, you've got a player who's ready then to go into the championship, a league that we bought him in, where people were saying he was one of the league's best strikers. You can turn around and say we've then got a striker, so we don't need to prioritise that position, or we just get rid of Jay, move Jay along, and say thank you very much for your time, and bring in a secondary striker. But instead, it's like we're going to bring in some guy who has no obligation to buy afterwards or loan for six months into a team that is almost doomed for relegation to then leave in six months, potentially lose Foster and be left with Jay Rodriguez and have to buy another striker. Because I can't see us playing Oberfemi from the start of the season next season. Like if we go down, I can't see him turning around and going, oh, yeah, Oberfemi's going to go straight in there now. Because he's not, he hasn't such a pitch since West Brom away at home. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, but is he going to play? Also, is what it is. Like if he's good first, but yeah, is Vinny Neil, even going to play him? I mean, going to play him because he, you know he, he tends gets... to play these types of players more than our own players, doesn't he? Yeah, so... yeah, but it's going to mean him dropping Foster, so I can't see him doing that. <coughs> yeah, not... unless he's unless he's planning on dropping Zeki, but I can't see him doing that because he's not a Zeki. I mean, I don't know anything about this David Fafana, but it does not look like yeah. a ten at all. He's obviously no, a striker, so it's, it's, it's exactly obviously nine. it's obviously back up for Foster. So, yeah, are we, are we gonna are we gonna see much about him? I don't I don't think he'll play that much. I really don't. No, I think he just Foster doesn't play. Yeah, but he's there as a backup to Foster, I think. Um, which again brings us full circle back around to what is the point of Abathemi, but. Yeah, like I say, I just like I, th- I just think I just think we're in a, a bit of a weird position now because even like if we bring in this sentiment from Marseille for fifteen million pound, it's like, it, like is he going to drop into the championship with us? Like he might do, but like I mean, for me, we only have a couple of a handful of players that I think would leave us. I also think we're sleeping on like players like Odebear and Osho, like we're guaranteed to keep them, like. If we have Benson and Zereri go out on loan, in my opinion, because of how they've been treated in the Premier League, they're almost gone. Because what what are you coming back to? Like, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, what what are you actually coming back to? Like, you're coming yeah. back to a manager and an owner who was willing to let you go who when you were a key player, who didn't play when you were a key player, just because I mean, from Zereri's perspective, you got a red card at the start of the season, then you haven't touched the pitch since. And then the same with um, you know, and then we've had the same situation now with with Benson because he's been injured, but then we found out that he hasn't been injured and he's got back in the team. Like, 
So they they could go. Cesar will go because I mean, let's face it, he he probably didn't really want to be here anyway, and ended up coming, and he's coming to not the greatest Burnley side, and he's struggling clearly. I'm doing he'll leave because he's a baller. He's such a good player. He's got great feet. He's such a technical player. But them two wingers, I mean, they're that good. Somebody will take a punt on them. If, if they've got a spare, like, 15, 20 mil, like, Odebear and Coley Osho will be at the top of a lot of people's, uh, at the top of a lot of people's lists because they're some good I, players. Yeah, I don't think Coley Osho will go purely because of his injury. I, 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 think, uh, I, I, I think with Coley Osho, we, we'll keep it. I don't think, I think it's, it's, it's a weird one. Like, he's obviously, he's obviously good enough. To, to get a move and so is Bear, but I just think like clubs might be a little bit more reluctant because they want to be see if he's going to come back from injury uh, if he's going to mm. come back the same player if he's going to come back well I think it'd be an intelligent move from us just to not play him again this season even if he comes back in like April like or, or whatever like late March April I don't think he will obviously but even if he did just be like yeah we're down what's the point keep yeah. it off pretend that he's still injured and then no one's going to come in and buy him yeah it'd be the clever thing to do but like I say, I just think there's a there's a couple of players that we could lose. I also think Foster could leave. Like I know people are saying that they don't think we'll sell him, and I know like you know there's obviously the, um, you know the narrative to it is obviously like Burnley helped him during the situation that he's gone yeah. through. That not that I, I'd hold him to that as a as a fan. Like if he was to leave, like fair play to him, he deserves it on merit for his football. Um, but I, I don't actually think that plays a part into it. I, I have a feeling. And that if somebody in the Premier League needs a striker and they look at Lyle Foster and they think he's he's done well against a lot of teams this season, he's got some decent statistics in the league, he's clearly proved that he can he can be there. Somebody will take a punt on him. So there is a couple of players that could leave. So it yeah. leaves gaps in the team. And we could go from winger FC to no winger FC very quickly. Like I think so... with, with um I think we're okay. We're always okay with Paulie Shaw, as I say, because of his injury. I think Foster's probably going to stay because I think he probably feels a little bit obligated that after all the support he's had from Burnley, maybe just feels comfortable that Burnley wants to stay. I think that'll be the only reason that he'll stay is that it's just a familiar environment. And I guess, I guess it depends. It. And I guess it depends who comes in for him and how much they offer. Because a lot of the Villa fans were saying after the Villa game that they'd have him, and that's Villa who were. Literally My in a title race, financial powerhouses. <laughs> but they're literally in a title race. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's he's a Villa fan saying they they take him. They actually said Trafford as well, so we'll forget that one for now. Um, but they're like, oh, that Burnley keeper's decent, and that Burnley striker. I'll have both of them. I saw on Twitter. But um, yeah. Anyway, an hour and fifteen minutes in, you can tell it was a controversial one. We've managed to get there to the point where we're going to have to wrap up soon because some of us need to go. Some of us actually do have lives away from Turfcast, not me. Mainly just Sam and Neil. Uh, but if there's anything else that we want to quickly mention, lads, before I do wrap it up, or shall we end it here? Still support Burnley. Amongst <laughs> 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 all the negativity, I'll still be there next week watching game. Like, but just stick. Don't with let it, it ruin you. Don't let it ruin your lives. They've written yeah. the season off, so let's write the season off. We might as well go with it. Um, you've got the whole weekend with no football to ruin it. Um, and watch the playoffs can laugh. Be mint. Yeah, we can laugh at some other clubs, VAR, shambles. Um, you know what? The only thing that the only thing I'm looking forward to today is the fact that I know there will be an incident where a very similar incident of ours is given as a free kick, and then I'm just gonna get pissed off again. 
That's what yeah, I'm that, annoyed about. I'm just going to get annoyed about. We exactly. get on a Friday, and then Saturday, the late kickoff, the same thing will happen, and you'll be like, oh, that looks similar, and that was a foul. So why is ours not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm just going to get annoyed again. And I'm just going to get pissed off again, and it's just not going to be good. But anyway, <laughs> we'll end it here. Kurt Leeming says, thanks, lads. Up the clarets. Thanks, Kurt. Um, yeah, great show, lads. Appreciate you coming on. Neil, thank you. I know you're a busy man, so it's always a pleasure to get you on. Sam, it's been a while. Well, a while since I've had you. You're obviously on last week. Um, so it, it's it, it's it's good to have a full house again. Hopefully we'll have more soon. Paul Yates says, support the Clarets. Poppycock to the Premier League. Agree with that, mate. Uh, but we're just going to have to get used to that mentality now, aren't we? Because we are not going to be in the Premier League for much longer, um, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, just quickly put that back up there in case anyone complains. Not that they will. Um, but uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for commenting. Um, if you have come late and only been watching the last five or ten minutes or, or whatever, as soon as I press end stream, you can watch the video back at your leisure, as you all know, and the podcast will be up pretty much straight away. But thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.